caution. If you are a dog lover, which I am, you might find today's episode to be a little emotional. So just remember that as you listen. Stay tuned. Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where we seek to unravel the mysteries of personal finance. Join us as we help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with certified financial planner, Dan Capril. So one thing I don't talk a lot about on this show, but I'm going to start doing it a little bit more to tell you the truth because people ask me questions. So I thought, oh, what the heck is I don't get too much into my personal life. Now, quite frankly, you probably don't care. (laughs) That's fine. But we do share things in common, I think, all of us as humans. And I want to share with you something that that I've been dealing with here, my wife's been dealing with over the last, oh, I don't know, six months or so. Perhaps because we're coming through the the Easter week, and I always get very spiritual around this time. Maybe that's what's got me thinking about it more. But today's episode, I'm calling Lessons from a dying dog, because that's what I have right now. It's not overly that imminent. I mean, he's 15 years old. As far as I know, he doesn't have anything seriously wrong with him. But, you know, I guess, you know, we're all essentially dying. We're all getting closer to the end. And uh, and he's clearly there. This last winter was particularly tough on him. We had a very cold winter in Cincinnati. And as I would let him out, he was very slow to get up. He's very slow to you know, come back in the house. When the weather warms up, he gets a little bit perkier, but he's definitely had a major personality shift in the last, oh, I don't know, six, seven months or so. You know, first of all, he's very crabby. Oh my Lord. I mean, he now, when he is sitting by himself, laying down, you know, that old expression, you know, what is it? Let sleeping dogs lie, I guess is is the term. Yeah, that that applies to him because I literally now have to put on gloves. Now, he's a little dog. He's a Yorkie poodle mix. So they call those Yorkie poos. You know, everything today is, is mixed with a poodle. So I have to put on gloves whenever I pick him up because he uh, he'll try to take a bite at you. He really, I don't know, he doesn't even break the skin. It's more the suddenness by which he snaps at you that kind of makes it a little bit scary. But uh, he's different. He's not the same lovable dog. He doesn't seem to be in any real pain, and I've had him to the vet a few times. I'm actually going to try something that a friend of mine who lives in Canada suggested. They actually have this oil that's made from cannabis. It's legal for dogs. And I ordered a bottle of that. And she said that will definitely (laughs) change his outlook. I'm sure it will, but it's different. And you know, I love the dog dearly. He's of all the dogs I've had, I've always had a dog without question. I'm the closest to him. Now, just to, you know, tell you, I'm not the type though, that seriously mourns pets. I don't know that maybe that's a flaw in my character. I mean, I miss them, but when they go, they go. And, um, I don't really, um, at least in the past, I may be different with this one, but I don't really have a a breakdown. I kind of look at it a little bit more philosophically. Whenever we've gotten to that stage with one of our pets where they have to be put down, amazingly, and this goes all the way back to when I was a kid, I've never been home. I've always been out of town when that moment has happened. So I don't know, maybe that's why I've been able to deal with it a little bit differently because it's just a matter of coming home one day And, you know, the dog or the cat, they're not there. So that's different. But what I always observe is how we are essentially, we as humans are essentially the only species where it's normal to die a natural death. 
every other species on the planet for the most part is either eaten or euthanized. Think about that. Nature's way is when you get to be, you know, the end of your life physically like he is, some hawk should come in and take him or, you know, some wolf or something should come eat him. But that doesn't happen with pets. So we, for the most part, we euthanize them. It's not the case always. We as humans, however, we wither. And, you know, there's some philosophical discussions on that issue. I really don't want to get into them at all. But that it's always interesting. We are the only species that, that does that. And, and obviously, we live a lot longer now than we've ever lived before. So it's an interesting, I don't know, paradox, if you will, or dilemma, maybe is a better word, that we have to, we have to deal with. So whenever I'm reminded of this, you know, it's one thing when you get a... Um, notification that you have to go to a funeral but when you're seeing somebody literally go through those final stages or in this case an animal go through that those final stages you you can't help sometimes to be a little bit more philosophical about the situation and decide how that's going to affect your life so the first thing i've noticed is this is not the same dog that i used to have and i know many people in in my life and, and many of you out there have have dealt with that situation with loved ones where they have changed as they've gotten older either that be through dementia or alzheimers or just they're just personality changes they're not the same person that they used to be and it's hard because you loved that old person that former person i guess i should say you didn't love this current person per se you love them but it's not quite the same thing. And we have to remember that. It's easy, I think, to, to get bitter and get angry when clearly in the case of this dog, my dog Gunner, that's not under his control. You know, he'd just as soon be who he was previously. You know, he's a dog. He's not making these conscious decisions. He's just changing. And I think that's something that we have to really remind ourselves of. I just got done listening to a, another podcast actually done by another financial advisor, and he was talking about how divorces have just skyrocketed at two later stages in life. One is when the children leave the nest, and then the other is over 65. Apparently, the divorce rate at over 65 is now triple from what it once was. We obviously live a lot longer now, and you see these situations now where people are changing and how you react to that is is different so granted in his worst moments i want to take that dog and you know actually take him out not even bother taking him to the vet <laughs> just take him out to the backyard and deal with him that way but you know after the emotion subsides and i realize no this is this is not normal for him and um, he still has enough of his good moments during the day that i can deal with him and enjoy him and, and love him, you know, quite the way that, that I did. But I know that that's the case. I know when it comes to, to humans, we often face a similar type situation. Now, taking that a little bit of a step further, you know, what else can be learned by watching this? Well, you know, this is rather cliche, but it really is so, so true. I, I, I say to people all the time, I'm not a big believer in waiting until the future to fulfill your quote unquote bucket list. I'm a big believer that you live in the present always. And if you have the means to do something, as long as it's not going to be a sacrifice that you're going to regret, that in fact you should deal with that bucket list now. You should address it now as much as you can. 
And if there's things in your life that you've wanted to do, if you have the energy and the means to do it, then you owe it to yourself to do it. It's one of the real advantages of being alive in this time that we are in. The, the ability to travel and be active, um, have more financial resources than former generations had, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be travel. I think too often we, we pigeonhole ourselves into this. It's got to be travel. I've got to see the world. Now, I mean, most places I go to, I'm pretty exhausted by, by the time I get back and I'm missing home. But you have to realize that, of course, time is, is certainly a gift. And I think in the one area that I would recommend people address, and I know some of you are at this point are saying, you know, isn't this a financial show? Well, yeah, it is. But understand that personal finances are all about life. And if you don't think our life gets in the way of personal finances, well, you know, I've got news for you. Just like I don't think for one second people make most of their financial decisions based on logical reasons. They're they're basing them on emotional reasons. I mean, just think about the last time you bought a car as, as a great case in point. But along those lines, then, you have to get to this issue of relationships. And there are relationships in our life that have changed. And in many cases have changed for the worse because people change. And my advice strongly is to try to mend those as best as you can. There are people in my life, I'll admit, that in the past having attempted to do this, in some ways I've come to regret it that it was almost like constantly putting my hand into a flame and feeling like the flame shouldn't burn me anymore. The flame's hot. That's just the way it's going to be. So what I've had to do is in mending that relationship, I've had to establish, well, maybe boundaries is the right word, or at least a new process by which we could have that relationship. We could have it be amicable. Sadly, there's a lot of baggage in our past, And as much as we'd like to believe that we can overcome it, it's hard. So as I'm going through, you know, the Easter Sunday, and for those of you who are Christian, you know that that's really a time of of the ultimate forgiveness. And that's what we're supposed to be focusing on and reminding ourselves that, at least for us mortals, that the benefits of forgiveness don't go to the forgiven. They go to the person who actually forgave. Now, for those of you who are Christian, I don't think Jesus got the good end on that deal. But point being is that if you've ever taken the time to let go of that bitterness, let go of that anger, let go of, you know, whatever is holding you back in a relationship, it doesn't mean you have to pursue that relationship with the same zest that you did previously. That relationship may never be quite the same, but at least the anger and the things that are holding us back, that can come to an end. So clearly, as I see daily reminders now, every time I get up in the morning that, you know, my days with this dog, with Gunner, are coming to an end, you get reminded so much of how finite life is. The last thing that I I wanted to emphasize to you, having witnessed, you know, watching this on a regular basis, and and please, if those of you who have lost a, a person in your life and, you know, have watched them go through this decline, please, I am not for even a second suggesting that what I'm going through with the dog is anything close to what you're going through. No, in fact, I'm right out saying it's not, all right? No, not at all. I remember vividly when my mother-in-law was passing away from cancer. You know, what an ultimately painful thing that was. It was hard to be philosophical with that. It really was, because you're in so much pain. In this case, you have some pain, but it's, it's, it's not nearly to the extent if it was a spouse or a child or a parent. 
So you're able, I think, to be a little bit more introspective about it. But the third thing that I've walked away from this is don't live in fear. And what I mean by that is we have, as humans, we are motivated by certain things psychologically. So many studies done on this. We all have this desire to um, seek pleasure, but more than anything else, we, we try to avoid pain. And fear and pain are kind of cousins of each other. And it's very easy sometimes to live in so much fear that we don't even do the most simple things in our life. And right now, as we're going through this period of market volatility, downward volatility, it's very easy to sometimes let that fear consume us, consume us to the point where we make illogical decisions. We either decide, you know what, I'm not going to be an investor anymore. I'm just going to stick all my money in a jar. See, I told you I'd get to the financial part, right? (laughs) Or I'm going to dramatically scale back my lifestyle, even though clearly I have enough money, I just am too scared to do it. And that that's a serious mistake. Life is not linear. Returns are not linear. You're going to have good years. You're going to have bad years. It's just the way the game works. And I'm not saying that there aren't situations that you should rethink. You know, again, not to get spiritual again, but we have the the often the come to Jesus meeting with clients to let them be aware that maybe the strategies that they're trying aren't working too well. They're not following the strategy that we recommend, i.e. they're spending too much. But in many cases, that's not true. And just because you've seen your portfolio maybe take a drop in value doesn't necessarily mean your plan is broken. In fact, a well-designed plan is going to factor in those aspects. It's going to factor in the occasional volatility, the occasional negative year that can enter. So keep that in mind. And if you're lacking that, if you're lacking that clear understanding of how your plan works, well, obviously you need to get it. So if you're a client of ours, you know, let's at the very least set up a, a call online where we can um, take a look at your strategy and, and emphasize to you how this type of volatility has been factored in. If you do it yourself, it's, it's time to revisit that. If you're not exactly sure how to do that and you want to have a discussion with us, be more than happy to you know, have an initial conversation with you and see if at the very least, if I can steer you in the right direction as a starting point for you. So I appreciate you listening to me as I you know, get a little bit of this, I guess, off my chest. Again, I'm, I'm not sad. I'm just a little introspective about you know what it is that we're going through. I'm, I know that uh, life is going to deal with, you know, hand me far more bigger challenges than the one we're dealing with here. But it's always a good reminder when you're going through a difficult time or a less than ideal time to learn from it. Actually, good things can happen from those bad moments if we take the time to learn from them. And this idea of living in fear just because we're going through a bad time, it's just not the way it has to be. You may need to make adjustments, but chances are that there's a tendency to overreact. So I hope you found that to be helpful. If you'd like to reach out, if you have ideas for the show and future segments, love to hear from you. A number of ways you can reach me. You can always shoot me an email, dan at matsonandcapril.com. Our website is matsonandcapril.com. If you've received a notification of this podcast through the email, email, obviously you can just reply back to that email. That's another way to reach out to us. You can also give our office a call, area code 513-563-PLAN. That's area 513-563-7526. 
I want to thank you, and I look forward to talking to you on the next episode of Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.